everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Mac Full Show. My name's Carl Mann, and we are here once again to talk about all things iPhone, iPad, Apple, Mac, God knows what else other related. And for the first time in ever, in ever, we have the whole panel here. All the gentlemen, including Barry. So, I think it's time to... Oh, yeah. And first up, then, we have Mr. Matt Barton. How are you, sir? Hello. Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Um, seems to be coming down with this virus that's going around, but apart from that, I'm okay. Coming down with a virus? Mm-hmm. I thought Max didn't... I thought Apple people didn't get viruses. No, that's our computer systems that don't. Right. Users can do quite easily. Okay. You're a user. Anyway, right. <laughs> we, won't, we won't venture down that path. Also joining us, Rick McCarson. How are you, sir? I'm very, very good, thanks. Very good. I've... Um, We've been away for a while, haven't we? So, um, well, you I'm have a show for a while. You have, have I? Yes, yeah. I have. You've been um, skipping out. I went been to Scotland the weekend with my bestie, which was good. Went okay. to Highlands, bit of fresh air. Did they fit in the case <laughs> yeah. after you deflated them? Yeah, yes. good stuff, sir. And I've got a punk IPA. Have you ever had one of these? No. Brewdog punk IPA. It's Horrible. Freaking amazing. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> That's oh. that stuff we had in the uh, in the pub around the corner, Carl. Oh, was it? Cit- citrusy. God, no, that was awful. Thing. That was awful. Blue oh, cans. Yeah. Have any of you tried the beer that's made out of seawater? Oh, wait, if you've been introduced, you lot. No, you get mad if you drink seawater. God, dear. Mad explains earth. a lot, Mark. Let's it be does. honest. It does. He's, he's very close to the water out there in Wales. Um, also joining us this week, Barry Gentleman. How are you, sir? I'm fine, mate. I've been drinking filtered seawater. <laughs> <laughs> are you still loving your new toy? Yes, it's getting more awesome by the day. Oh, so rampant I rabbit. Want, I want another one. <laughs> Stereo. And also, from a central Mac, or is it... Have you changed it yet? No, uh, I've got a bit of a rant coming up about that. Oh, God. The wrong show. That's your show. Also, oh, from Rampant oh, Mumblings, where he does... What does it come to ranting. when you have to, to prove a point to first-line support to say it's a problem with your server, that you have to back up your entire system, shove it onto another server, and go, look, it works over here. But it doesn't work here. And they go, have you disabled all of your WordPress plugins? But the good news is the dance is on the telly. So that's helped me calm down a little bit. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> well, hopefully. For those that get... are listening, Phil Taylor versus Terry Jenkins, best of five. Right. Means nothing to me. You could have been talking gobbledygook then for all I know. But uh, also join us back again this week is obviously our wonderful news roundup lady, Missy, with her news roundup. Let's mount up. <laughs> A computer suite installed at Birmingham Prison went unused for six months after G4S failed to pay the bill. The computers were intended to allow convicts access to web-based courses to promote rehabilitation. I'm pretty sure the most popular courses would have been jailbreaking devices. Ofcom has warned that many households suffer slow broadband speeds because their modems are placed too close to items such as lamps, phones, stereos, or baby monitors. Obviously, then, the best place to put your Wi-Fi router to protect it from these errant signals is in a Faraday cage. surprise contributing photographers from its shot on iPhone ads with a physical photo book featuring images from the campaign. I mean, really, Apple, they can't pinch to zoom, scroll, share, heart them, add filters, or even lose them in a hard drive crash? I mean, what are they meant to do? Keep and look at them? Forever? Forever? <laughs> 
Mail's chief executive, Moya Green, has said that letters and parcels could soon be moved around the country by driverless vans and delivered to your door by drones. Sounds great, but I wonder how the drones will write out those sorry-we-missed-you cards if you don't answer the door after 1.5 nanoseconds. There we go, the lovely Missy there, and she's a, she sounds a bit annoyed about the cards. I tell you what, I have missed those cards so often, so often. It's like I hear the doorbell, I rush down the stairs, by the time I get there, they're gone. What, the card or the guys? Well, the card's there, but the guy's vanished, and I can't even see the van that he was the in. cards? That's what made me wonder. <laughs> card. You're, nice yeah, you're feeling sympathetic because you don't get given a card, because you're, yeah, you're just there when they turn up. Or, or the other good thing is when you get left a blank card with nothing on it, you think, what am I meant to do now? <laughs> it's quite, it's quite a little bit spooky and a little bit, a little quite nice when someone you don't know puts a card through your door, your door, going, "Sorry, I missed you." I don't get them anymore. Did I? Um, have See, I missed that's why Rick bought his doorbell. I've got a doorbell, <clears throat> quite a clever one, and so I don't get those anymore. He can just they watch ring, the UPS guy walk up to the door and walk away again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I could just say. I'm just upstairs. Can you put it down the alleyway? I go, yeah, fine. That's it. Done. I haven't had one go. since I got my doorbell. Is that a euphemism, by the way? Put it down the alleyway? No, it's not. Drag really? your mind out of the gutter, Matt. <laughs> I'd be playing alarm, saying alert, alert, intruder, intruder, and just seeing how much I could freak them out. Oh, dear. You would. You, yeah, but, uh, you actually want them to deliver stuff to you, not go, I'm not going there no. again. It doesn't matter if I'm here or not, because they go, oh, we couldn't find your place because every single mapping application in the world thinks I'm the next road over, even though I've gone in and dropped a marker and saying, no, this is where I live. Or they decide to go, oh, don't worry, we left it at your post office, but we left you a card. No, you <laughs> blinking didn't. Or when someone sends you a Mac Mini in one box, then you're there questioning the post office to go, you can't get a Mac Mini in a monitor in one box, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we, we threw it in the sea. Yes, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah, okay, I admit. I possibly should have told you I'd put it into one box to save you on postage. Right, so it turns out that we might be waiting in on Friday for the postman because the iPad Pro went on sale shortly after 8 a.m. this morning um, and in process lifted a number of review embargoes. The screen and the performance of the device gets very high praise from many of the uh, reviewers, but it falls short of replacing the laptop, many of them say as well. This point is probably being made following Tim Cook's rather bombastic statement the other day, and a quote, I think if you're looking at a PC, why would you buy a PC anymore? No, really. Why would you buy one? <laughs> Naturally, of course, he's on full salesman mode currently, but I guess we are not quite at the point yet where we can, or for many folks anyway, just say, hell with a laptop, I'll stick with a, a tablet from now on. Or, um, or are we? Are we getting close? Because, you know, obviously to do this show, although I have heard like Guy Sell on the MyMac show say that he can do a podcast from his iPad, I have no idea how he does it. I'm going to have to uh, get in touch with him and ask him how he does it. But I couldn't do what I do i.e. this show, on an iPad, as far as I'm aware. I still need a setup. Probably don't need the most extravagant setup that I've got in front of me to do it, to be honest. But, uh, you know, other people claim that they need much more to do a podcast. But, you know, it all takes some people build a studio. I mean, you know, you can do as much as you want. But, no, I think a lot of people probably can get by with just um, an iPad nowadays. Because is my, you know, I, I, I see how my mum uses hers, for example, and it's basically emails, browsing net, and a little bit of Facebook to look up... <laughs> Cat photos. I'm sorry to say. Well, it, it's probably like the how we used to use a laptop has changed now, hasn't it? 
It's like, whereas you used to sort of just browse the internet on it, now they've sort of become a, an internet browser plus a load more. I've got really bad feedback as well. Was that on my end? Yeah, that's you've got a you. massive echo. Sounds like you're in a in a hole. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, he is, but he's got a massive echo as well. <laughs> Are you down a rabbit hole? I thought this no is going way too smooth. Actually, okay, that's it. That's better. You can, you're back again. Oh, that's it. I just opened up another tab. Um, I think if you go for the You've iPad Pro... you now, haven't you? Yeah, I have. If you go for an iPad Pro, you're still going to need a keyboard. There's no getting away with it. But where we still haven't really reached the pinnacle of tablets in general is they don't really seem to have been embraced by developers. I mean, and so to give you an idea of how much usage I get out of mine, I basically use Twitch. If I look at my own website stats, I would say probably 66% of all traffic comes from a phone, probably 22% from desktop, and the rest is a tablet. Now, why that is, not entirely sure, but I think that will probably change because we're getting so much power out of them now, although it does confuse me when they say you can edit up to eight 4K videos on this iPad Pro. Yeah, but how? Mm. I mean, it, does, it is a you know uh, use case scenario, so, you know, I'm not surprised you're getting a lot more traffic from browsers, uh, from iPads and or tablets, I should say, because that's a purely consumption, you know, device. That's a, a use case, for example. If you want to do something like, I don't know, really go into in-depth editing on a photo or do some really special editing on, on videos and stuff like that, no, you you cannot use a, a tablet for that. I still well, don't believe. Can... And like, and and obviously, app design as well, designing apps. Yeah, you know, you can. You can't really do that on on a on a on a, a tablet. Now, mostly, most of what else we do, you probably can. But unfortunately, it's that thing. It's like it's sort of ninety ninety nine ninety five percent of the way there. But that last little five or ten percent is most important to a lot of people. So if it's just like emailing and going on the web and posting Facebook, Twitter, social networks in general, you know, you probably could get away with using a tablet. But most people. Who who are, have got computers for a reason rather than just something to browse Facebook have you know have a, a use case scenario where they actually need a physical keyboard and an OS that allows you to do far more than just poke at things and move stuff around. It's well, the basic me... difference between um, consumption and creation, yeah. isn't it? I yeah, think. I mean, so they are they're definitely consumption devices, and a laptop and a, a desktop are creation devices, and it's really difficult to blur the lines in those i can't imagine ever anyone seriously editing photos on a maybe to put on the photo streams so their grand can see them but yeah. but not and you know not in a not in any sort of real creative way or editing videos in any in any way apart other than sort of trimming them um I, I i still stand by the whole you know laptop and desktops are for creating stuff and the other bits are for um absorbing it and taking it in yeah, and of well, course, like the way iOS apps have gone recently, there are a lot more apps now to create stuff on the iPad. But I don't think they'll ever. Well, I say won't not. You know, never's a long time, but or forever's a long time, I should say. But um, currently, they are not enough to supplant what we do on desktops and laptops. That's all I'm saying. Well, and this is where it comes back to apps. So, for example, in my world situation, the main thing I do is blogging. So I can create a blog post with text fairly easily enough but then when it comes down to the fact i've got to do the hero image which goes at the top of every single post that has to be 700 by 350 try doing that you can't there isn't like a, a nice app out there which isn't flooding the market to say resize your app or crop it down to this size so what you have to do 
is go into Pixelmator, create a new image, open up, um, go insert an image, grab the handles, resize it, export it to the camera roll, and then use that in your blog. But the problem is resizing that way, it's a horrible blurry mess. So it's like you've got so close to this one solution, but for a lot of things, I don't think it's really been thought through. Um, Blogsy is a little bit better than using the WordPress app, but again, you can't load up an image and basically say, right, crop a constraint to this particular area. And it just needs this little bit more thought. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, we've got an app. It's scaled up for the big screen. It's more the best apps out there, the ones that are fully thought through for a purpose. And if someone released a decent WordPress blogging app, which there used to be one called Poster, but then WordPress bought them out, the second someone releases apps that are fully thought all the way through and not just, oh, look, we now support pressure sensitivity, but it doesn't add anything it actually adds features to what you do, hmm. then I think the tablet platform is going to take off. But right now, it just feels a bit like they're trying to separate desktop and tablets a little bit too much. And by only having tablet-based features, you, it's preventing you from doing what you need to be able to do. Well, of course, what they're actually doing at the moment is trying to sell their new device. So let's, let's you know, uh, this is the reason Tim Cook and, and Johnny Ive are out there shilling at the moment because they want to sell their new device which of course obviously is the ipad pro now as i say they went on sale this morning around eight o'clock just shortly after eight o'clock for us in the uk did anyone purchase one was anyone ordered one i mean it's apart from me and you no you, you really don't understand how this presentation stuff works do you <laughs> do you you just you know ignore the guy behind the curtain well, just it's him. obvious that uh, yeah mark isn't going to be mark wouldn't have uh, Barry won't be because he's still playing with his new. Are you suggesting because are you suggesting because Mark's in Wales he can't get one? Is that what you're saying? I, I've still got a dodgy iPhone, by the way. That Apple have still not helped me out to get fixed. So me ordering something new and shiny would probably you got to stop leaking stuff into it. Would be a good start, I think. <laughs> and Rick will just wait till one day when he's walking past the store <laughs> and just pop in when it doesn't look too busy and buy one. I hate going in the store in Regent Street now. It's horrible. Oh, it's awful at the minute. <clears throat> it's really oh, it's not very nice. Half a store. Yeah, well, so it's just a basement now. But it's just as busy. So you go down, it's like being in a subway, but no one knows where they're going. It's just horrible. <laughs> really, really busy. A tiny little space. Yeah, basically. Not, not so good. when we went to the first Mac and Forth shenanigans fest, and it was that small then, it's actually gotten smaller. Yes. Wow. Yeah, the way it was when you guys went in then, it's actually, the way that was, put it like that, but underground as well. And slightly oh, smaller. Oh, that's dear. a really pleasant retail shopping experience. Well job, well done, Angela. That's that's probably like her new thing. Garden are laughing because they get so much traffic now. I can imagine. That's that's not how long. In fairness to her, I don't think that's her end game. I think no. it's just while they're while <laughs> they're doing know. it up. It could be. <laughs> more... You know what we should do. Empty out everything and make it 25% of the so size. the stores into coffins. Yeah. Hey, Londoners go on say... the tube in rush hour. We know what a crush is. That's all I'm going to say. They all say they want computing to be a more intimate experience, and then they've just taken it to the next level. <laughs> so, Carl, you've bought, you've ordered one, have you? Yes, so I, I ordered one. I ordered the uh, 128 Wi-Fi edition, um, Space Grey, because there's no rose gold option, unfortunately. And tempted, how, much, how, how big did you say it was? Uh, I went for 128 version. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's just <laughs> literally just shy of 800 quid. Um, and 800 puns. Now, they tell me it's going to be delivered on Friday, but I've already got a dispatch note that already says tomorrow is, is going to be delivered. So hopefully that's not going to be the case because there will be no one here to uh, take charge of it. Yeah, so you okay. might do because my, my, uh, my cover and my case are being delivered tomorrow. 
but my iPad Pro is being delivered Friday, and then my pencil is in two weeks' time. Yeah, there's they're not they're not coming out at the same time, are they? The pencil. I, I, I'm still not. I'm still not convinced on the pencil. Everyone in the reviews and everything praise it and say it's the most amazing stylus type thing they've ever used in their lives. And, uh, you know, they obviously get to use a lot more than me because they get sent them by these various companies. But um, I'm going to have to go in the shop and have a little play myself. I don't really see a need for a £100 stylus. Yeah, why have I got one of these? How do you actually use your stylus that you've currently got? Because you've got like the... um... Never, never use them. I know I got the a joint a joint that was it the joint wasn't it I got that and it's a great it's 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 a fun, fully functional stylus you know from Paul Cacao's recommendation when he was on the show but I just don't use it I cannot draw to save my life I struggle when you're setting up a noughts and crosses game to get the cross in you know in the right place so wow I try and do the the hashtag yeah, I think that's just hand and eye coordination not comes out as, the actual stylus you're it using comes out as a circle so I don't know what's going on there so but, I know what everyone else is thinking go on then Matt. Are yes. you going to do a mat? We're <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not going to make this a new word. <laughs> Too late, sir. Because we're never had... going to actually be in your house. <laughs> I've already ordered mine. I've, I've actually had one. I've had one the last few weeks because I've been testing one. Um, when we when I was away and I came, where back is it? Fairly, Show us. I, I sent back yesterday because I had to send that and everything back yesterday before the release for for this morning. This is how I knew that this, today was going to be the release date for it. Plus last they told week. us. Plus oh last week, okay. I told you. I kind of I hinted last week when you asked because at Hang the time on. I couldn't. So you hinted say. when I asked you if it was actually going to be a Wednesday, knowing full well it was going to be a Wednesday, and then you hinted, even though everybody has said, yeah, it's Wednesday. I'm still under the, I was still <laughs> under my embargo, so I couldn't actually say anything. Oh, but cool. no, I, I had to send all my bits back yesterday. They were. That so, sounds painful. Um I yeah, I've so you've had already the, sent something back. Yes. You've already made it. It, it. it wasn't mine. It, it was apples. What's an embargo? Is that that juice drink that they drink no, in, the in the Congo? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I didn't like was the keyboard. The actual... Because I don't use external keyboards that, with my iPads. So I never really do. That, and I just didn't like the actual... The, the iPad cover with the keyboard built in. The keyboard is coming in for a lot of kicking, I've got to say. However, the one good thing about, you know when Apple produce a device is the third party market because already Logitech have done one that looks really cool. Um, is it Zach? Zach? Oh, it begins with... Oh, um, I know the guy's... Uh, Zeit? No, it's not Zeit. Zyko or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they've produced, they're producing the keyboard and give it like a, free, a few months, there'll be a ton of keyboards out there because... You know, the iPad, the new iPad Pro, is basically a 13-inch screen. So they can go with a full-size keyboard. So it should, you know, it should. we should have a, no, a number of third-party developers out there. Um, and they One can thing all- I will say, with the Pro, it is a bit weird using the actual the iPad Pro and my 11-inch MacBook Air because the iPad was bigger than my, my 11-inch MacBook Air when I'm working with it. Yeah, well, almost two inches. Two inches counts so for a lot. When you are kind of using them next to each other and doing bits and pieces with it, it does feel a bit strange. And does the um, does the keyboard? Is there any feedback from it, or is it just a tap on a rubber? Um, it feels exactly it? the same cloth, as the keyboard on the new MacBook. Cl- so it does depress when you press a key. As much as the new MacBook one does, not yeah. as much as a normal keyboard or you know the the new keyboards that kind of come yeah you know, with the new iMacs and that kind of stuff where you know they kind of press more. Whereas I see, I don't like the keyboard on the new MacBook. I quite like it, actually. It's quite nice. I love the new MacBook. I mean, the rich camp on. Well, this is the thing. So with the price of the iPad Pro, 
That's going directly up against the MacBook What. So you're basically buying a big screen without a keyboard or a big screen with a keyboard. Only, both yeah. similar. If you get the peripherals, it's the same. You're getting up very close to the same sort of money. So I wonder yeah, if I've that's been... what Apple meant when they said they were shoving in a desktop class processor, maybe. Yeah, I spent just short of twelve hundred this morning um, on the because I went for the four G version. So for that, the the normal screen cover, uh, a <laughs> back God. unit that just kind of goes on it to protect the back of it. And the and the pencil, yeah, that was coming in at just under twelve hundred. Do you know? I went on I went on Amazon and bought a six ninety nine plastic cover for the back of my one. So you know, if we're if we're boasting about money of six ninety nine, <laughs> I've outlaid. No, no, I wasn't. I was just saying. Yeah, you are looking at the same basis as buying the actual the MacBook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, it, it, I was strange enough earlier tonight. Andy and Atko done a Periscope, and I don't watch Periscope that often unless I catch Missy doing one of her ones. But um, he, he uh, somehow someone sent me an invite, and it said, you know, you're invited to come watch Andy uh, do a, um, a Periscope of the unboxing of the iPad Pro, and it was quite interesting to watch because I airplayed it over to my you know big TV for the Apple TV, and uh, it was interesting to watch because he was taking he was he was going through the whole process. Uh, it looked what wonderful. He seemed to be most impressed with it. Obviously, one of the first things being Andy and Atco he put on there is the comic book app, um, and I'm really looking forward because I belong. I have a, a Marvel Unlimited subscription, and the ability to just watch read a comic full size without having to use any of the smart panels or any of that nonsense just to have it there and you know go through the through the pages one by one i'm, I'm really looking forward to that especially uh, you know considering i've got thousands and thousands of comic books to uh, go back and read again um that's quite nice i don't think i'm ever going to take it out of the house this is why i didn't go for a 4g option i think it's just going to be something i mean i might take it out occasionally because i can i can tether it to my um my iphone use it and I'm, I'm not going to use it as my <laughs> like i do my ipad mini where i use it as my sat nav device in the, in the vehicle for example yeah see that's something i have noticed over the last few weeks i i don't use it the same way as i do my air 2 or my mini i it's a very different kind of beast compared to those hmm. so what how i mean obviously the nine the nine a oh, what's the chip in it the nine uh, the nine ax chip yes sorry right so that is the most powerful processor they said they've ever produced oh, it's almost double fast. double the speed of the last one obviously it got a lot more it got doubled around in it as mm. uh, the ipad air 2 for example do you is this speed coming through oh, oh yeah definitely and it sounds tremendous as well because of the four speakers Oh, yes. Because so you've got that four channel points for the speakers. Yeah. So as you rotate the pad, the speakers are meant to stay, the sound stays where it is mm. because the speakers adjust to, you know, what you should be hearing out of the left and out of the right. Um, so uh, was there many apps? Did you get to try many apps? Were there many apps available that you could try on this new device? Um, or they not no, I'll out? be honest. There wasn't an awful lot because a lot of developers haven't had a chance to push their apps out for it yet. So it was mainly kind of the Apple ones, iWork, um, and there was some that I kind of I tested, but I don't think they've gone on to proper release yet on some of them. Uh, but I found it was more of a coffee table unit I was using this for. What, you used but it as I, a coffee table? Uh, no, as in Literally. to just leave on the coffee table and kind of use. But, I mean, browsing the web is, is yeah amazing on it. Uh, but I was also kind of using it while I was carrying it around a little bit as well. Which because brings- with that and my 11-inch chair, it fits just right into my actual... Uh, into my bag which brings me to you saying carrying around how slippery is the sucker again well because i had the case on it because apple when they sent they sent it to me with the actual the different kind of um covers and the backing 
Uh, and without it, it is quite slippy. Oh, see, that's that's the thing that's terrifying me. That huge screen, if that hits the floor... That's a lot of screen real estate to go bang if it hits the floor. Do we know what the frame's made out of? Is it made out of the same hardened structure as the new iPhone 6S? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. But again, we're still seeing lots of... <laughs> the same, I wouldn't want to throw my iPhone my exactly. uh, 6 Plus on the floor in the exactly. same sense, though, either. Exactly. Did you try out the, the video recording on the photo shooting... I mean, I'm I'm not expecting great things from the cameras, but um, I kind of I did a little bit, but I'm I don't know I'm one of, I feel a bit of a twat when I'm standing there actually using my iPad as a camera. What just then? Well, just generally ever. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things when you've got an iPad holding up like that to take pictures with. And, that, I don't that, know. That truly I'm, is you're going to miss all the action because all you're looking at is a big screen in front of you. Well, on the plus side, you see it on the big screen when you're doing it, don't you? Because obviously <laughs> you're doing it from there. Good point. But I don't know. It's just one of those things. That I I've, I still think that people that take pictures with their iPad and just have something wrong with them. <sighs> Do you know I used to think that, but I see it so often now. I've just okay. If you don't want a you don't want a very good picture at the end of the day. Oh, well. Banned of taking a picture using the six plus. I think that's a bit too big <laughs> to take pictures with. But with the actual the iPad Pro, it, it's the two hander kind of holding it like that kind of thing. So now, of course, we're gonna. Did you try the pencil? Did they give you a yes. pencil? And let's so let's talk about that. So how is it for uh, interacting with the screen? Instant. I didn't have. An, I didn't see any lag um, with what I was using it for because um, I was using it on like the drawing bits in in the new Notes app and Evernote is one of the ones that had updated because they've got a jot section that they've pushed into Evernote as well, so you can kind of sketch, draw, and that kind of stuff from there. And yeah, it is. The harder you press, the thicker the lines. So you know. I, if you guys saw where they did the presentation bit where they did like a calligraphy thing where mm-hmm. they're kind of drawing now i can't do calligraphy to save my life i've tried it doesn't work but i can make the you're, pencil go really thin and really fat as i go around there but not in the right places you're canadian you can't even jo- do joined up writing i can't do joined up thinking so it doesn't matter really so uh, so who- it's the best stylus i've ever used so after using it and playing about of it um on trial and stuff who would you suggest buy this this device everybody Everybody, no. you can't Everyone say go out and buy one now. You can't say that. Come on, you go have a bit of um, inside knowledge. I mean, like the cheapest version, thirty-two gig version, is six hundred and seventy-nine. Is that too small? Should they have gone with a sixty? What well, again? We have to question their their why are they why have they positioned it that? Why is there not a sixty-four gig version? Why is there? A, why do they always do this? I know they want to get down to as cheap a price point as they want they can and they say like 32 gig we can do it oh we can do it for, we can do that for 679 we can yeah don't worry 32 it's fine it's fine but you know it's i don't know it depends what you i mean it's one of those things isn't it, it depends what you're going to put on it and the apps are going to take up more space than they will do in comparison to a standard ipad because they need that more you know processing power for that actual size of screen i mean i did find a lot of the time i was using the screen split screen so I was using different apps on different sides. Yeah, but that's not necessarily um, anything to do with the size of the, you know, the, the RAM, so to speak, in there. Oh, no, granted. It's process but, I, mean, I don't know. I, I'd... Storage, is not RAM, sorry, storage. Yeah. I always work on the basis of you go for the largest that you can get. <laughs> it's just the way I work. So right. I, I have ordered the 128. Too, too many jokes. Anyway, so... Um... <laughs> Isn't that the case for App Slim, though? Aren't Apple still playing this card that when you download an app and find the app supports it, you're only going to get the app delivering the assets relevant to the platform that you're on? So surely that's going to have a, a nice all impact and make life with the smaller devices a bit more pleasurable. Yeah, it will. 
But if you start kind of doing video editing on this and things like that, you are going to use up your actual space quite quickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, same like shooting 4K on the 6S. Because you think about it, you'll shoot 4K on the actual new 6S or the 6 Plus S, and then you'll edit it on the iPad Pro because you've got that full screen to kind of incorporate. Then how do you get the... How do you get the video from one to another? You still got that. Now, here's the thing. I've never... 4K video through iCloud. Yeah, firstly, that's going to take a long time, pretty much, because the upload just takes forever. But also, are you sure that is not compressed? If we upload from our phones, are we sure that's not compressing it and then uploading it? No, it should it should be doing direct feed. Oh, uh, yeah, but should is not... No, I know. Uh, as, far, this phrase that. as far as I know... It is pushing right. it up as full range. But we're not, not we're not a hundred percent certain because I I'm, I, be honest, I I'm at, not a hundred percent certain, no. but I can find out. We need to find that out because I've looked at things in the past and I think that doesn't look as good as it does on that device. So I I got a horrible feeling there might be some compression going on there. Well, the way to test that would be take a video, download it to your Mac, and then open it in VLC and do to codec information. This is true. Then push it up to iCloud, pull it back down on a different device, open it up in VLC, and we could uh, see the difference. This is I true. would do it, but my really easy. Is, is, yeah. is amazing. Or we could just ask Matt to ask someone who might know, and then we'll know. There you go. Tweet him now. Uh, <laughs> um, so, any, so the guys who haven't bought one, any particular reason why it doesn't interest you? Barry, I know you just recently got an iPad Air 2, for example, so that's probably why for you. Yeah. Also, I, I, don't, I don't see the need for something like that. Oh, that's fair enough. You know. Yeah, for some people, it will be too big. Uh, this is, this is. I mean, I, I just, like my MacBook, um, my Air there with 13-inch, I just ripped off the screen earlier tonight just to hold it up, and then I realized what I'd done, and I probably shouldn't have done that. But, you know, but I got a good feel for what it should feel like when it comes on Friday or Thursday. I won't be getting, I, I don't think there's a, there's not really an iPad Pro hole in my life that, you know, I don't need any uh, you say that, but you didn't have an iPad hole in your life until you kind of first really saw it and played with it and used it. Oh no, I did. I bought I bought the first iPad. I, I could see that see that happening. I bought the Gen One, loved it. I thought it was amazing. But um, this, I mean, I still have my iPad Two. I think it is. I'm still using that. We watch TV on it and you know shopping and whatnot. But uh, apart from anything, I don't have a coffee table for it to go on. So I'm not really sure where it would live. It does look a bit huge. So I am I am interested to see if they do fall, um, uh, run out of stock and things like that. So I'll just go through the buy process here. This is where I've got to be careful in case I accidentally buy it. Actually, Carl, thing. did you buy the Apple Care Plus on yours? No, I never. I never buy insurance. Ah, see, this is something I would definitely say it's worth getting. Just uh, for when you crack the screen, you haven't got to pay £160 <laughs> having it placed. Right, okay, thanks for that. Yeah, right. I can buy it post, though, can't I? I don't have to buy it. You've got uh, 90 Ninety days. Ninety days. Okay. Well, I'll You're see. Three months to break the screen and then I'll buy it quickly. I'll see how slippery it is. Okay. So I've just put in a silver, the silver version, one hundred twenty-eight gig Wi-Fi version, and it is still one day dispatch. So they haven't sold out of these. Well, not that model at least. I don't I'll, think I'll they. Um, I don't think they're going to sell out of these at all. It'll be like the Apple Watch, this, and the Mac Pro. This is a bit nothing, more of a unique. Nothing selling very. Nothing's selling very much at the moment, I don't think. They're it's selling true. iMacs and iPhones like anything, but these things just aren't, aren't selling. True. I've just right. done a 32 gig Wi-Fi one as well, and that's still one day dispatch. So it looks like you are, if, you, if you're in the market for one, you're still going to be able to get it. It's not currently saying like three to four weeks or whatever it normally, whatever it normally says at this point. Of I the think day. they've actually got them in store as well, where you can go in and buy them in store. At the well, this is the other thing. This is why Andy Anatka, I think, got his today, is because he saw that some stores actually had them 
in mm. in store, at least in the US. And reserve uh, Covent Garden, they've got them in. Have they? Oh, see. Mm. Well, okay. They get they're out there then, so that's good. Um, so I was look- going to pop in this afternoon, but I just ran out of time. I didn't get the chance to go in. There you go. You should have gone in. You should have done it for the team. You could have had it I, here in front of us now. Well, in front of I was you. either, okay, do I carry on working and make money or do I go and blow a grand when I've just bought one on mine that so it's going to arrive Friday anyway? Fair enough. Anyway, so I'm still looking forward to getting hold of my one as always with these down things. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I like it like Rick says, I don't think the market is as huge as, as, as previous versions. I think it probably is too big for like the elderly. I'm not, I'm not being ageist here i'm just saying it looks so huge it's over a pound isn't it this i know listen to me oh it's over a pound how could it be but uh yeah don't give it to an old person it will crush you if they drop it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i could crush you anyway but uh but no i think i think it's quite a limited audience for it but on the plus side they won't need the glasses it? on to uh, use it yeah it's it, for it's, professionals they're probably yeah. not expecting to sell it to everyone i can see this the best place for this is um on every single boardroom in the country. I think. <laughs> so that when you go in, you're trying to sell something, you can <clears throat> bring it up on this iPad Pro and show people on a nice big screen rather than... There's something about a, an iPad, the size of it, it's a very personal thing, mm. isn't it? So it's that size, the size is as it is because it's a personal device. Whereas this is sort of getting into the... Um, it's it's a, so much bigger that you can actually share it. So if you are in a... Um, a meeting or if you're showing someone a portfolio, it is more of a, you know, they'll be able to see it. It won't be on a tiny single person screen. So I think that that's probably where they'll sell most of them. Mm. Of course, I'm looking forward to, and probably Matt to a certain extent as well, because this will be the first full-size iPad I'll ever have. I'll now know what an iPad 2 Air feels like Do you not have for the rest of you Air? guys. It's no, I'm saying humans. I'm so big, you fool. It's like a little mini for me, isn't it? An iPad Air 2 is like a mini iPad and a mini oh, iPad is like a phone. <laughs> You can get an iPad. You could get an iPad uh, stuck under your fingernail. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I use it to clean out all the dirt there. Actually, See, that's one thing I did find because I was using the Pro for like a couple of weeks constantly as my only thing. I didn't use any of my other iPads, and then I went back to my iPad Mini, and my iPad Mini felt so small in comparison yeah, compared to it because I kind of got used to the size of it. Well, it's like now if you go back to an, if you suddenly pick up someone who's got an iPhone four or or, or oh god yeah and you think oh my god <laughs> we can reimagine uh, reimagine small um, children's children's tales and Jack and the giant iPad. <laughs> I look forward to your rendition. I wonder where you were going with that, Baz. <laughs> so let's shall we turn our attention to something a story we had last week, which is the wonderful investigatory powers bill. Oh, this is good stuff. This ain't going away anytime soon, is it? So um, I've got a bit of reading here to do, I'm afraid. Um, a number of companies, both large and small, have expressed their fears that one particular clause of the proposed le- uh, legislation gives the government the power to force them to weaken their systems in order to enable the bulk collection aspects of the bill. Section 189 of the bill, titled, rather imaginatively, a maintenance of technical capability allows the Secretary of State to issue orders to companies relating to the removal of electronic protection applied to any communications or data. The technical capability notice can even be issued to people outside the UK and require them to follow any instructions. That's going to go down well with the US, isn't it? 
and Russia and China. And oh, yeah. But yeah, sure. Put it in there. Why not? Have a go. Uh, on the 30th October, before draft bill was revealed, Theresa May told BBC's Andrew Marr that encryption is important for people to be able to keep themselves safe when they are dealing with these modern communications in the digital age, leading many technical firms to assume that their encryption tools would not be under attack. However, upon release of the bill, some thought they were safe due to language, which specifically targets telecommunications operators. The legislation defines as an operator as any firm that provides telecommunication services or provides services that use telecommunication network, uh, sweepingly called over-the-top services, such as messaging apps, are also under its purview. So everybody... Yeah, specifically threatened by the technical capability notices are any firm that provides end-to-end encryption to its customers. End-to-end encryption is offered by Apple as part of its iMessage services, by Facebook for its WhatsApp subsidiary, and another of a number of other messaging apps, including Line, Telegram, which we use, and Signal. As a result, the UK government could decide to issue a technical capability order requiring the communication firms to disable their end-to-end encryption or replace it with a weak alternative, which could leave the communications facilitator able to read your messages sent using the service or, <laughs> or and possibly allow criminals or unauthorised persons to access it. Exactly what she said wouldn't happen when she stood up in Parliament last uh-huh. week. So... As it turns out, so there's a number of things. So the Labour opposite, the, her Labour opposite, also hadn't you know, read the bill, apparently, because he come back this week and said, oh, hang on a minute, I didn't know that was in there, rather embarrassingly. And so that's a bit too far. So proving the fact that nobody reads these sodding bills when they yeah. get pushed through. Wasn't that, didn't I say that last week? Anyway, so it looks like th- this is the problem now. So, you know, forget all the stuff about terrorism and, and all that other stuff, because that's there, they're using that to push it through. I've got no problem with trying to stop terrorism. I'm not an idiot. You know, we need, we need some protection from, from the nutters out there. But it's when the problem I have is if they're when forcing... When there's nutters of parliament. Well, true but when they're forcing end-to-end encryption when they want a back door the trouble is the bad guys can also find that back door and once they're in that's it game over whatever they want they're gonna get wow the silence is deafening <laughs> this is just never gonna happen though it's completely unenforceable isn't it well this is the point now i did hear I don't know how you can possibly this, this is a typical well. sort of someone that doesn't a, a, a group of guys who have no idea about how all, this all works right down there um, Santa's wish list um, on a piece of paper, put it through in a bill, and it's completely unenforceable. They can't have had any technical um, consultation on this at all because you don't have to, you know, re- just releasing a, a piece of paper to an international company that says you have to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's just not going to work. You can't, you can't yeah, do that hey, anymore. That's the this same is where guys they can get that the also can push it through and then make it legal. And this is where you have consultancy phases, which are obviously done by government-approved vendors, which obviously have a kickback to get the contracts in the first place. So it's, we're becoming more and more American with our system of everything being lobbied rather than put through a parliamentary process. It's like the other week when the government got defeated on the tax credit thing and the government yeah, just turned yeah. around and said, oh, okay, we'll change the law so you can't defeat us next time around. <laughs> yeah, you, you said, you said like, that was when like, the House of Lords 
voted them down. So that's, yeah, yeah. You, you're voted down by your house of peers. So you don't like the decision. You go, oh, okay, we'll change the rules then, so we don't have to go through you. But what's more disturbing for me is the fact that they think that Britain could be the only person because no one else wants to do this. It was only Britain, and I know it's only a proposal. And hopefully, um, I did hear on on MacBreak Weekly this morning that uh, Leo Laporte talked to someone from the Economist, and someone had basically talked spoken to David Cameron, hopefully bashing his head against the wall, saying, "You cannot do." this this is stupid and he's sort of backing down on it because he now sort of realizes someone like explained it in abc language that if you break it for if you guys can get in that means everybody can get in and he apparently he kind of understands that now but i've i did try and search for that story uh to see if it was official and i couldn't find that story so at the moment that's just word of mouth story that i heard leo laporte say uh this morning on his show but you know isn't that like a well duh moment well, for us, yes, but you know, this is this is technology. This is what we 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 enjoy looking at and using and playing with. To a lot of people, technology is a foreign language, and you know they they don't understand. Yeah, why can't you stop the terrorists using it? Why can't you stop paedophiles using it? That's all they see. They just see the headline, just like so many other stories in the press today, or political stories, or whatever. Yeah, just show the headline. We don't need to actually understand or read the story. But as long as I can read the six words that are in the headline, that's enough for me. I'm now informed. I can now go to Twitter. I can now go to Facebook. Pa- face page. Face page. Facebook. Face page is my secret company that I'm starting. Anyway, yeah, I can now go and like I can comment on things and I can share links and I can like start yeah start a revolution. But so you know, unfortunately, for things like this that we have to say because we understand how this would work or in this case how we wouldn't work was well hold on a second guys let's just look at this from a rational point of view let's calm down a little bit um it also but- helps that they push this bill out just after everything with talk talk going on with the talk talk hacks and they could pick any day been- any day yeah, something's getting exactly. hacked somewhere in the world uh you can go to that fun- wonderful site that barry had a pick for <laughs> not so long ago just to see how much hacking's going on oh now, that's- yeah <laughs> that's- look at it. now that's just a uh, you never leave your room again. Exactly. Now, that's just a movie playing because they want to sell their services to protect you. Yeah, but, but they uh, use that on the news. Did you not see that? That oh, exact same website. Please don't tell me that. All this to go, because I was looking at it and thinking, that was one of the worth of tweets. And they go, here you can see a live demonstration of live of where, where people are being hacked. It was like, no, no. Really? Honest to God, it was on BBC News. And I was going to tweet Carl at the time, but I think I was a bit, well, I wasn't drunk, I was on my way, but even I was going, that's not a real site. And they said, and as you can see there, there's a massive tag coming in from America to Ireland. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's mad. So this was... Um, in fact, this- sidelining on that slightly, did anyone catch Panorama this week? Because it was about kind of actual hackers, black hat hackers and identity theft and that kind of stuff. And all is, I didn't see it. I've, I've got it on my iPlayer. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But a couple of my clients did, and I got phone calls afterwards, straight away, <laughs> kind of. Let's um, think. Matt, are you on our Wi-Fi When can again? we book you in to come in and actually redo our security for us? Because That's- we've just seen this, and it's just scared the hell out of everyone. So Alex is questioning what I just said in the chat room. It wasn't Leo Laporte. I mean, it was Leo Laporte who said it, but he'd heard it. He'd had a, a guy from The Economist on his show the previous day, and that's who told him the stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't watch the show that that was on because I don't watch that show. That's all. So it come from the, the Economist, a, a journalist in the Economist. But um, I'd like to say I went and searched for it, um, and I couldn't find that specifically said. So again, it's Chinese whispers. So don't take it for granted. But the rest of the stuff is true. It's going on. It's being poured over by various lobbies and things like this. And hopefully, though, it will get shot down, or vast sections of it will get shot down. 
Even if it comes in, it's not. It's completely unenforceable. Yes. You can't do it. Yes. But you oh, might possibly oh, make it work. I mean, the thing is, as well, you don't really need to worry about end-to-end encryption and all that, or like when you're storing things on other people's data server, because the hackers will go, well, okay, sod hacking the device will go to the companies that are holding all this personal information about you, i.e. talk talk. Or Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you're going to enforce this rule, then you've got to bring through a whole raft of legislations in, you know, financial, you know, like storing people's data securely, because if they can get through one way, you'll get hacked, and then... Well, it's like we talked or they didn't encrypt, fully encrypt all the credit card information. So you're going to get all these subsidiary laws, which companies are going to have to put in place, which there means everything's going to go up in price because, you know, the cost of a service is never free. It I always costs you something. I don't, I don't even think it would come to that. I think they just, a lot of these companies just pull out of England. Um, I mean, I don't know, because it, it would basically fundamentally break their, their operating, structure, operating structure. I mean, look what um, all the trouble BlackBerry got in when they said in certain other countries, we want access to it. And they said, no, we can't give you that access. And it turns Until, out, well, you can. Saudi Arabia thing as long as, yeah, as, long, as soon as we put a server into you, you, we'll give you access to it. And that basically destroyed BlackBerry. I mean, because yeah. everybody started coming back. To, I just did it then. Everyone started coming back to the same story. If we ever find out that Apple is doing it, you know, because they say adamantly that they're not. If we ever find out that they are, it will just blow up in their face. These companies are selling, you know, they're selling their rep, they're staking in some cases their reputation on this privacy. So if it ever part transpired that they were were letting governments in and spy agencies in and stuff like that, then they're just shot to hell instantly. And although it will be to a, an extent, yeah, but until yeah. To, I know they they've said no, no on your bike, we can't do that. But if mm. it ever comes to light that that's a lie. And, you know, although many fanboys will still say, oh, well, yeah, but it's still great software. I'll still use them. A vast amount of people will say, well, hey, <laughs> I'm out oh, yeah, of here. That's what I mean. They're, they're staking their reputation on yes. the fact that it is end-to-end yeah. encryption set and they stick by it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and a lot of things that it's not just the software companies, but it's your ISP. ISP as well. Your ISP knows everywhere you go. It's tracking you all the time. It has to because, you know, that's your job. Otherwise, it can't give you the service it gives you. Um, you could use other things like, you know, Tor or VPNs and things like this, obviously, to get around certain things. But you're being tracked everywhere. It's just the fact that as these many of these companies are trying to protect your secrecy and, you know, I'm not talking about secrecy all because we're planning something to do on a certain day at a certain event. I'm not talking about that kind of secrecy, but just, you know, some people have a right to have their affairs kept secret. You know, if people, I don't know, if people's sexuality, for example, they wish to keep that secret from people, that's totally their right to do it and no one else should know. You know, or if they're researching something that they they don't want people knowing about, that's perfectly okay, entitled to be secure and safe in that, you know, in, in that. And, and I'm, oh, I can't say that word. Why can't I not say that word? Adam in, and Oh, Matt can't say that. Thank you. Adamidity? Close enough. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how things pan out. But I, I, you know, Rick's probably right. This is just going to get shot down and thrown out, and and good riddance to it. Until next time, when they want to bring it in again, when it gets reworded, and then now, eventually gets pushed through. I did get sent a bit of audio as well, and I'm going to play it at the end of the show because I thought it was quite funny. So um, the rest of the guys have heard it, but I'm going to play it. Stick at the end of the show because it goes on for over a minute, and uh, I just want to. I just want to um, get on with the show, actually. Um, right. Now, according to an article published in the nextweb.com, it postulates that it might all be over for Apple. They have soared so high, and now the only way to go is down. All the way down, apparently. The piece reads, <clears throat> Last month, Apple's latest earnings call announced its most successful year ever. The numbers were reported, the stories were spun, and Wall Street basically anointed Apple the god of capitalism. 
not quite how I remember it happening, but okay, a lot of them were disappointed, but they, let's carry on. Uh, they're all wrong. The actual story, the story we should be telling, involves the, a different narrative. Apple is the largest company in the world. <laughs> well, unless you go to the Forbes biggest comp- companies of 2015, in which case it's 12th, but again, he's on a roll. Let's not question these facts. Um, but success is fleeting. While the numbers are impressive, they don't come close to painting an accurate picture about how much trouble Apple is really in. Anyway, the piece goes on to state that the iPhone actually missed Wall Street's projections this quarter. The iPad sales are flat, iPods are all but irrelevant, and while Mac sales are up, they are nowhere near high enough to continue to carry Apple. Uh, it continues. Software that just worked is slow and glitchy now. The hardware is buggy and underpowered. The form factors that once captivated the world, world have now become drab, copied ad nauseum, and ho-hum. So that's it, I guess. Okay. Mike. Close the counters. Close the counters. Shut the stores. Shut off the servers. Wrap it up with one. It was fun. It was fun. It's all over. All over, apparently. Where is Callie when you need her just to say, <laughs> I don't, true, yeah, I don't think you need to go down that route. It was, it was basically everybody has ripped this, this, this piece, you know, to pieces during the week. I just thought it was quite interesting to maybe take a moment and actually to look back. Cause I went, I remembered, I remember Eddie Q couple years two years ago i think and he was talking about the apple pipeline and this is what he said then as i said we're we're not smart enough to do 100 great things um we want to do a few really incredible things and and we're focused on that and that hasn't changed and uh and uh it's been you know keep going down the path we're going of building great great products and uh you know uh, later this year, we've got you know the best product pipeline that I've that I've seen at Apple in my 25 years at Apple. So that was famously what you said at Recode uh, a few years ago. So uh, was was he right to say that? Do we think that Apple has produced some of their best pipeline stuff in the last two years? I know I, pr- I pretty much know what Matt's going to say, so I'm going to come to him last. Uh, Rick, what what do you reckon? Uh, I I think they are in. Um they're in a they're certainly not doomed and they're certainly not going to go anywhere there's no there's no massive crash about to happen to them they are um they are just becoming a bit dull i think that's that's the main problem with them they every iteration of the iphone isn't really that groundbreaking every single product they bring out or have brought out recently i've not looked at any of them and thought wow i really want that you know, and um, and I used to I used to look at all of their products and think that is really different. That's really cool. That's a really good way of doing it. And they sort of lost that. And I think as well as lo- losing that, they're losing their cult following because they're just becoming. It's just a bit mundane. And I think that's sort of the um, that sort of happens to the leader. It always happens to the leader in any. It happened to Microsoft. They become massive. They become the biggest unfailing company. They're never going to go anywhere. They're always going to be great. They become. Um, uh, they, they bring out some crap products and they they fade into ins- insignificance. Easy for me to say um, in in a lot of ways, and I think that's happening to Apple at the moment. But it's 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 worse than it would be easier to take a massive fall, you know, a really big fall, because then you, from that it's like a slash and burn. You can see some nice roots, and maybe we could start a, another sort of cult following again. But this sort of decline that they're doing at the moment which is just bringing out some mediocre products um that are you know there's no doubting that they're great quality and they do some really good stuff but it's just not got any um it's not got any i don't know it there's something that italian cars have you know if you there's some sort of um 
a passion in there and, and sort of a romance in it. I know that's a bit weird to say about computers, but there used to be sort of that, that, um, that thing that Apple had and you were like, this is an awesome product. You just don't get that anymore. I don't think mm. uh, with their stuff, which is a shame, you know, they bring out an Apple TV. It's just a little fatter than the old Apple TV and does a few things that other, and does a few things that other people already do. That is not what Apple used to do. Apple used to bring out things that looked beautiful um, and did amazing things. That's just not happening. Mm. See, uh, it's weird because I often hear this argument cut in half, and I'm going to come to Barry in a minute, so I'm just preparing you, Baz, because I came quite late to Apple. Um, you know, the iPhone was already out. I think I jumped on board basically in a second iteration of the MacBook Air, and I still do see exciting things that Apple were producing. But then again, I wasn't there back at the beginning. So I, because I always saw them as sh- Oh, I nearly said a bad word then. I always saw them as crap back then. I thought what they were producing was rubbish. It was always over, massively over. I mean, we talk about prices now when it comes to Apple stuff. But when you used to look back at the Apple computers, how much they were, it was ridiculous money. It was like thousands upon thousands of pounds. And, you know, now I think at least more affordable, affordable in quotes, granted. But um, And I think the innovations that they're doing now, I still find quite relevant. But again, I'm going to come to Barry because Barry's also a late bloomer when it comes to Apple. So how, how do you view it? Uh, well, so yeah, as I think we've talked about before, so my my first exposure to to Apple was having to run um, a, a separate network, a, a dedicated network forum because they didn't support um, didn't support uh, you know um, uh, Ethernet over like, RJ forty five or anything. It, it was you know, it was or IP. It was just Apple Talk. Apple Talk. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it was on a um, uh, what do you call it? What's what's the old not not RJ eleven was it? No, no, it, it was the like the almost the, the bee sting stuff, but it was you hooked everything in sequence. Token ring. So, no, not quite. It was, it was something something slightly different. I'll I'll look it up. But um, so that and it was you know like little I don't know Apple Apple Mac or Mac two type things sitting in a line. It was all for DTP, and then and then almost the the opposite of of, of what Rick was saying was it it was. A lot of the time, I sort of looked at it and thought, well, it's a little bit elitist. People, you know, I don't, I don't really get it. I'm, I'm not understanding why people are so impressed with this stuff. Mm. And then, then um, you, you know, you, I, I bought your uh, your iPad one off you, and that was a was a little bit of a revelation. I was like, wow. And then, but I was still big into you know the PC building PCs and um, uh, and Microsoft and uh, gaming and all this sort of stuff. And then, you know, I got the the Mac Mini. And the the thing that so I had not it weren't a, a massively high end PC, but um, it it ran so you know, a gaming background. It ran World of Warcraft really really well. And I was so when I so I got the Mac Mini and I looked right. These are the apps I used on my old PC. Let's see if I can find equivalents in in, in Apple World. And of course that they were for the most part they were there. And then I thought, okay, well let's um let's let's have a look at World of Warcraft. See if it can actually run that. And I put World of Warcraft on the Mac Mini, and it ran quite jerky and glitchy and nasty. And I was like, "Oh dear, <laughs> this isn't good." But then what I did notice was that the game had actually looked at the um, the capability of the graphics card and just set all of the um, all the resolution to max. So I brought down the resolution to one and a bit times what I was running on the PC, and it ran fantastic. And so I, then then you're, you're you you do get suckered into the the whole environment mm. and the whole interaction, 
the fact I could um, I could send my my video down to an Apple TV from my Mac Mini and then send the sound independently. It it was that was brilliant for me. And now it's just <laughs> the the slippery slope has just become uh, you know like a, a vertical drop. <laughs> I just want to say, Barry, that's probably the longest you've ever spoken on this show. <laughs> well, you're going to ask. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I, again, as I come back to what I just said a minute ago, I, I I do find that the stuff that they are currently producing, I'm fine with it. But again, I wasn't there from, from the start. Um, I'm going to come to Mark next. This should be interesting. <laughs> I think we're at a stage now where it's all about potential. I mean, if you look at the Apple Watch, all right, at the moment, it's still not the best in the world. The health app's still quite aren't there what we want them to be and it just seems to be apple gets so far ahead of themselves and almost like they're so excited to push something out that they kind of create a rod for their own back they don't push anything out apple are dying and then if they do push something out it's like completely under bait and i think we've all become so accustomed to getting the, the new shiny quicker and faster than ever that we kind of don't appreciate what actually has to go into all of this to actually work like for example on the new apple tv Um, For me, I've been able to use AirPlay successfully. Now I've upgraded to a Mac Mini and everything's on the latest stuff. It's brilliant. AirPlay actually works. I can use handoff and continuity properly and it works. And so all of that sort of stuff, to me, uh, is really, really exciting. I see where Rick is coming from because, you know, we've had these gorgeous looking laptops around for so long now that, I think we've just got a bit of fatigue and a bit of burnout because, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. It looks great. It looks fantastic. You know, what's next? And we all kind of forget about what's actually happening inside. And there's only so much Apple can do whilst they're waiting for technology to catch up with maybe the ideas that they're having. That's not to say they're perfect, but just to sort of put put a different spin on it, I would say. Um, It's like the Apple TV. You know, that's basically a Wii for intents and purposes, but with the Apple software baked into it. Mm. At the moment, I think it's an all right platform. It doesn't exactly set my world alight, but you sort of buy it anyway and see what happens. And I think this is where people have become more and more comfortable with now with Apple is to say, buy it and wait and see what happens rather than like a console coming out and having to have that killer game. Otherwise, the console's a failure. I, yeah, I understand what you said. Like when you opened up there, you said like it's the... It's the potential of what these devices can do. And and you're quite right. I, I fall into the same trap. I often get a piece of Apple device straight, you know, like I'm going to get on Friday. And I can see the potential of it. Of course, most people don't want to see the potential. They want to see the reality now. And I can understand that argument as well. If you lay out a large sum of money, you want to see what this device can do for you today, not what it might be able to do for you tomorrow. And I sort of get caught up in that sometimes. And I can see the potential. Like I see potential for the watch. A lot of people can't see the potential for a watch or... I remember when the iPad was introduced, the iPad was slated the very next day after Steve Jobs um, uh, um, released it or showed it to the world, so much so that there's stories of him in tears, apparently, because he just couldn't understand why the press couldn't see how revolutionary this new item was. And, of course, they were just saying, oh, Windows um, done, sorry, Microsoft done tablets a long time ago. But uh, it's, it's, it's always that progression, and they always move forward. And I've come to a stage now, personally, where I trust Apple will make things better. If they push it out the door and it's not right today, it will be right very, very soon. But I, I can understand why people don't like that. Now, the time has come. I'm going to come to Matt. Now, Matt's been involved with Apple probably longer or around the same time as Rick, I think. So um, let's see if you have a different opinion to how Rick viewed it. I mean, I can see everybody's opinion is valid in this. No one's wrong. So, you know, it's just 
Shit. No, I think you'll find you're all wrong and I'm right. Actually. Thank you. <laughs> you're on the wrong show, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, with myself, I've been into Mac since the launch of the Macintosh. My first ever Mac was the original Macintosh. So I I have lived through Apple when Apple had their bad days as well. So after Steve had actually gone and Apple started to produce a new machine every other week and just give it a new serial number, and it literally was the same kind of grey, kind of beigey kind of box with a different number on it and a slight difference on it. Isn't that and what's then, happening now? Uh, well, no. See, Except I wouldn't beige say is it now is. silver. <laughs> See, I, I wouldn't gold. say it is because it started – I mean, the way it's kind of progressing now is when there is a new product coming out. So, yes, you now have three different types of iPad, uh, but they are designed for different kind of markets. So, like the Pro that's kind of just been launched today, that isn't an everyday iPad. That is particularly as a Pro kind of machine for someone that needs that larger kind of screen or – that multi-use screen so you can do two apps simultaneously and things like that. It's not an everyday carry around one like a normal iPad is or an iPad mini to most people. The same with the new MacBook. Um, I I really wanted the new MacBook when it first came out. And again, it's been produced not for today, but for tomorrow by the way it's kind of done with the ports and everything from there. Lack of. and Well, yeah, lack of them in that sense. And yeah, I mean, I... I kind of tried it when it first came out and I loved the screen. I just hate the keyboard. I really do not like the keyboard. So I didn't bother getting one and I'm still using my 11 inch MacBook Air as my carry round instead of getting the new MacBook on that basis. But my, my 15 inch MacBook Pro and my 13 inch MacBook Pros, they in essence are my main machines. Yeah. My 5k iMac is just used at home as like a main machine. In essence, it's more, just a family machine now that's kind of used by myself and my girlfriend just to kind of actually have that's there. So Chris, when she does photography, she can throw them into the 5K and just really kind of pull up the images for that instead of doing it on her MacBook Pro. Um, and iPad-wise, I mean, she always, every time she goes and shoots, she always takes with her her iPad mini. And so when she does shoots from that, she'll throw them across into that just to have a look at them on yeah when she's on vacation. Um, but the Pro won't be for her. It's too big on her basis. You know, it just is going to be too large a device for her to kind of have to carry around, even though she's carrying around a 13-inch Retina MacBook already. So how you think – it's getting back to the piece now because he's saying it's basically going, it's run out of steam. There's nothing – now, the problem I have with the story is what because, you know, iPad Pro is basically the last thing that we know Apple is working on. Okay, they got the car, maybe. In some fictitious future, we might have an Apple car. But now there's nothing that we're aware of. And I think this is a problem that many writers who are necessarily out there to, to kick Apple or criticize Apple, and even some who actually like, you know, like Apple and stuff, because they cannot see where Apple is going, that means but Apple is That's always doomed. been the old argument. I, I know, it? but that's the same because with Because Apple don't tell them beforehand, no. oh, we're going to do this. Yes, I mean, because Microsoft, fair play to them, Microsoft will come on board and they'll say, here's our like virtual reality headpiece. And they'll tell you about a year in advance. And if they'll, you, and every now and you know, throughout that year, you'll keep getting to, coming to events and they'll show you a bit more it can do and a bit more it can do and a bit more it can do. And tech writers love that because it's given them something to write about. They've got some inside knowledge. Apple doesn't I mean, share. the last time Apple did that was with the watch. True. When well, they first did, it- did the pictures for the watch at the keynotes, and then the tech press went in two ways. 
one lot was kind of, oh, that's going to be amazing. It's something new. The other lot were very much kind of, why? Why are they showing it us now? Why are they showing us now and they're not doing it for another year? Exactly. We, what, well, yeah, what's wrong with it? Why we, are they kind of doing that? We had that. We had that discussion. We thought, like, someone had got hold of the pictures and they were going to release them ahead of time. And, you know, uh, it's all speculation. But that's this is what tech blogs and podcasts, you know, I'm going to hold my hands up here. This is what we, we need. We need this speculation. We need this, this controversy. We need it to exist ourselves. If it all went but, away tomorrow, we'd go away tomorrow, which hooray, yeah, but, some people but would But that say. ultimately is the thing, isn't it? When you become the largest tech company yeah. in the world at the time, so what, yeah. so what you're I'm, always going to be fighting against people. And that is that is the biggest thing with Apple. Apple, even in my eyes, Apple has got a bit too big too quickly. So, okay, granted. And I, I agree with certain aspects of what Rick said as well, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, I do I can see. I can see why why Rick feels that way, definitely. But you know, coming late to the game, I'm still quite impressed with what they do, and I still get excited every every. There was a time when even the cube, even when the cube came out, you <laughs> yeah. looked at it and went, "God, that that looks really nice. That is a sexy looking machine." See, yeah, it was a complete flop. But that was I still have that, one of them you know, that, It's better to, in a way, it's better to bring out that sort of thing and it be a flop. And don't, at least they tried, and they were trying to be innovative, yeah, but innovative rather than just the mundane sort of. I, I you know, think the, we when they we used to have um, G4s in the studio. We had G3s, no one had G4s in the studio. They looked really good. They're, it was great. You could open them up, change the bits inside, do all that sort of stuff. G5 came out, and you looked at it and went, "Oh my god, this looks like a space machine." It was amazing. I, <laughs> and then it looked it looked like that for the next ten years, which is I, fine. I am. I understand what you're saying, Rick. And if they were a small company, I could definitely see them still being able to do what you're doing. But they're so huge now. Not only Apple employees rely on Apple to keep succeeding and making money. Third-party app developers rely on them. Third-party you know, peripheral makers rely on Apple to keep themselves in. There's not just Apple you know, we're dealing with here. It's, it's a fast sanction. Section of the tech world who all relate, all rely on Apple doing well and staying in business and not. Yeah, but risking they're not sitting in board meetings, go going. No. Look, guys, we can't be innovative anymore because a lot of people rely on us. We've no, got to be but pretty what, sensible. What they are doing, they are giving <laughs> There's tools. No board meeting that, that no, happens in. But they are also no board and say, well, let's do something that can completely destroy us. First, firstly, they got such a war chest, they'd have to do a number of them at the moment, or just maybe like say, oh yeah, the government is taking all your data with us. We lied. Sorry about that. Which they're not doing. Just in case anyone thinks that's what I'm saying, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying they've got to be very careful with what they do because I know they're a big company and they make lots of money. But if you actually look at how many people work there, they're still quite small. And it's that's it, that's such a strange dichotomy because this is why, um, like, like I mentioned last week, the um, the remote app for the Apple TV on the phone, one person works on that. That's crazy to me. You know, uh, it's insane. And if they but, bring out a car, I think that that will <laughs> rekindle my love for them. Really? In that, um, I'd be yeah, because that that is innovative. You know, that is groundbreaking. That's pretty amazing. No, they go into a, diff- a completely different angle. They bring out a a car. They make it a certain price. It's fully electric, and I, I everyone will buy them. No, because other uh, Tesla's already uh, Tesla's already done it. Google's doing it. They'll be like yeah, but Nokia made around. phones before Apple did. Yeah, but again, it comes down exactly. They did make phones. They but can they go, didn't they, make like you say, phones. they have such a big war chest. They can basically go into any sort of any industry they want and really make um, really make waves. And, but what they're not doing is making any waves at the moment in any industry, including <laughs> computing. Well, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure other companies 
out there. There's every no time... excuse for being boring. Every... Right? You know, you can fail as much as you like. I, I remember we used to go into the shop and buy, you'd go out for some <laughs> software. Sorry. And you couldn't buy any because it didn't work on, on a Mac. But that was good because you're, you're a Mac oh, yeah, user, you know. It was to... like a... That's elitism. A cult thing. That's, and, uh, that comes back to the elitism stuff that Barry was mentioning, because that's how I'm I used to think. That was the old principle, wasn't it? 5%. Yeah, Apple was always 5%, 95 yeah, to go. I don't know. Now it's, that's now, where they have, in essence, they have kind of got bigger too quickly. I quite enjoy going on the tube and watching how many people are using iDevices, not because we're part of a gang, uh, you know, and we're all, we're all in it together, because we're not. We're just customers giving them vast sums of money. It's just the fact that they these people feel comfortable using these devices. That's the only bit, you know, bit of joy. These days, it's hard to be on the tube and look exactly. around and not the see fact, somebody on an Apple device. The fact that my mum comes home from work and she watches EastEnders and whatnot, and then she'll sit down and read the news on her iPad. I find that wonderful. The fact my dad, who, who hates tech, he couldn't get on with his computer at all. He used to get viruses in it left, right, and center. He sits there with his iPad. He watches his Apple TV. I think that's brilliant. That's, to me is the innovation that their Apple are currently doing. And it's very small. And if you, you know, it's not the big flashy things. It's not um, brand the Integration into everyday life. Yeah. And I just find that is currently their biggest asset. Um, it's not flashy and it's not all singing and it's not all dancing. Granted, I'll give you that. But I still think it's very powerful. And I still think they've got a lot of, a long way to go because the iPhone 6S bought in a lot more Android converts than anything before it. So, you know, there's still huge markets out there for, for, for them to go over. There's India, there's China still, and they can still grow. It's just that some of these journalists just want to rip them down, and that's See, fine. the guy that did this main article, I still think he wanted an iPad Pro to test. He wasn't <laughs> giving them, and that's what started the there, whole thing. There is a certain thing. I mean, okay, we can all agree to gris- disagree or agree in certain aspects of it, but I don't think the company's going away anytime soon. Um, They're certainly not going anywhere no. anytime soon. I mean, they, ha- they have more... More money than most African countries. He's getting up so, there. Could be built. To be honest, they could buy the entire of Africa at the moment. Yeah. Alex says about the car, uh, it'll be an electric, an all-electric Robin Rialto. So there you go. It started already. See, you can't. <laughs> they can't win, Rick. What's a Robin Rialto? Oh, it's the three-wheeled little. You know, like a kind of like Del Robin and Honey Falls and Horses. Oh, okay, I don't know what you mean. Yep, I know what you right, mean. Well, they won't go around corners. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not fast. Have you, have you ever been in one? No. And I tell you what, at 40 miles an hour, they, they're fiberglass, and at 40 miles an hour, they are the most terrifying car <laughs> in the world to be in. It's like driving a Dodger. The only thing down, I remember about downhill with them, a following wind, you went 40 miles an hour. Yeah, the only thing I remember about them was Top Gear did it once, where uh, Jeremy Clarkson was trying to go around corners and it just kept rolling over and over every single time. Oh, it's the same only... one I'm thinking of, kind of a yellow thing with a wheel at the front and two at the back. So like a trike, yeah. but with a frame around it that can't go around corners because they're tiny I can't wheels. believe we got to explain what a Robin Reliant is to a Canadian. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and, you don't um, have them in the Great White North. Well, it wouldn't go it, anywhere, would it, for starters? It was, uh, it was thin net. You should carry them off and walk away with them. Thin net, you say? Thin net. 10 base 2 was oh. the, old, um, uh, the old Ethernet network that we... Uh, Bane of your used. life. But you have to use a hub with that. Yeah, no, they, they were they were wired in serial, so you had yeah. um, you had like a a T connector that went onto your NIC, and then at the end of it, you had a um, like a terminator, a terminating, a ter- you know, so you had a T piece with a, a, a terminator on it to to actually make sure that it it worked. Oh dear! So every single every single ping went to every single node, essentially. Yeah, 10, 10 meg. Nice. <laughs> 
Oh, the old day. This is, this is your old man stories, isn't it? This is what you're going to be telling. Back in the day of networking, lad, I tell you. Imagine oh. you rocking on a porch. In the, no. In the Sorry, I, I'm, I, I cut my teeth on uh, RS-232 modem comms. And so I did... Uh, I did, you know, I was, oh, oh, when I was a lad, I was soldering 25 pin RS232 connections. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Bit of RTS, CTS. Oh. He's like this after six pints in the pub, by the way, everyone. It's terrible. They're talking old tech. I remember having to design and build cable mainframe systems where they were bigger than the entire you know office of most places now. God dear. And I said, my Cynix 81. Oh, anyway, I'm not going down that path. Right then, shall we move on to this week's last question of the week then, shall we? Well... For the first time ever, I got no responses to last week's latch question of the week. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I did indeed. I'm not sure if I offended anyone, but we got zero responses to last week's uh, latch question. Not even Vince. Not even Vince. Not even Vince. So I'm going to leave it up there for another week. Uh, And the question is I'll read it again just in case you want to jump onto latched and answer it. Please. Um, with the release of the new Apple TV, it seems like Apple is finally taking this form of hobby seriously. If you have bought one of these new devices, uh, what are your thoughts and are there any applications or functions you would like to see in future updates? Now, Rick, uh, had- I know why nobody answered. It's because they're all on their new Apple TVs, going through all the apps and watching I, stuff. I tell you what, I, I, no word of a lie, I don't think there's a moment where I'm not sleeping or out the house where I'm not watching my Apple TV. It is I find it absolutely astounding. And the, the new fact, one. Yeah, the fact, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that it's quite easy to sideload apps on, like I saw how you can put MAME on there, how you can put SNES games on there, how you can put a, a sort of dodgy copy of iPlayer on there called Auntie Player or something. It's, it's really, it looks really good. And I never thought that they'd leave that open. Hopefully they won't close that off, the fact that you can sideload uh well what you need xcode uh on your machine um so you probably need developer's license i'm not sure but uh you attach it through the uh, C, uh usb-c port to your to your mac uh and then it sees it when you can compil- you download stuff from github the various um structures you need you compile it and it sends it over and that's it installed it's a bit more of a process than that but it's really simple um i posted something in how's G+. our app coming along oh yes <laughs> well our secret app Oh, is it a secret? <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. no. So, no, so <laughs> I haven't heard about anything else. So, bloody... so one of oh. yeah, so one of our listeners, Carl Proctor, is is take trying to get our RSS feed and feed it into an Apple TV app. Um, he's already sent me a demonstration, uh, you know, through a test flight, and I've got it working on my system here behind me. Um, so he's trying to take the RSS feed. So every time we post a new show, it will automatically go up there. We got things on there like hosting details and stuff at the moment. Still not finished. It's still not being, you know, actually sent into Apple as far as I'm aware. But uh, yes, hopefully, hopefully, in the next few couple of weeks, uh, Carl Proctor will tell us it was it's up on Apple TV. If you want to go and load, download it, and hopefully he'll also come onto the show and tell us like how he wrote it and the experience and and various details like that, which would be nice, lovely. Right then, so let's move on this week to our worth a tweet section. First up, we have, I'm not sure what this is, Baz, but <laughs> Barry's worth this, a tweet. So this is, um, this is just a nod to uh, days gone by. So Sony have finally said no more Betamax. What do you mean no more? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it, where was it being used? Didn't it, like, wasn't it the 80s it that VHS... They were making them, they just weren't using them. <laughs> They'd just been stacking them yeah. in a closet somewhere. It's just, wow. anyone who remembers the, the Betamax VHS war mm. of the 80s... It's still it producing looked, them. 
It, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if they would... It is. It says Tuesday that it will finally stop producing them in March 2016. It's still producing them. <laughs> well, not anymore. Not for much longer, anyway. No, no, up until March 2016. Oh, dear. But who's... Okay, so I remember there was some technical... There's like one person with a top-loading Betamax <laughs> unit somewhere, isn't there? It, it was really weird. It was it's weird, me. because Betamax <laughs> should have won. Okay, this, so this is one of those stories where apparently because the porn industry went with VHS... This is why Betamax lost out, because Sony didn't want to allow porn on the Betamax tape or, or, or format, for example. And that's why it, 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 like, it folded and went to the side. The same reason why 3D TVs failed. But it's a shame, because Betamax, Betamax had a much better signal than VHS. The tapes looked funkier, because they were small, weird-shaped things. The players were more compact, because it was a smaller tape and smaller thread and stuff needed. Um, and it's, it's a shame. I, I remember having the Betamax, and also... There was no, <laughs> there was no DRM on them back in the day. It wasn't called DRM back then. It was called something else. But um, Macrovision, yes, probably something like Macrovision. That vaguely rings a bell. And you could record them for one to one, basically, which was nice. But technically, there wasn't on VHS either, was there? You just put a bit of sticky tape over that little, that little square. No, no, no. They they added they added an extra track to the tape. And if you didn't have the one that could, um, if you didn't have a legitimate tape, it would just turn into snow if you copied oh. it. Yeah. yeah. I never had a Betamax, I'll be honest. I've yeah. uh, never tried the Betamax. You haven't lived, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, recently we had the same same sort of format war with, with Blu-ray and HD DVD. Yeah. But, Are they um, still making God... HD DVD then? No, I think that went... Well, if they're still making Betamax, I'm bloody guessing they <laughs> this are. Is, this is true. <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably still making Laserdisc 2000 as well somewhere out there. Oh, Laserdisc. I really... I loved my Laserdisc they when I cool. had that. They were cool. were awesome. I remember the problem when you try to hang them from your wing there. <laughs> I remember looking at. <laughs> I remember looking at it and thinking, if only they could make this CD shaped, and then DVD came along. Like, I'm not saying, obviously, it wasn't me. Someone else came up. Obviously, it wasn't me. What am I talking about? Um, yeah. Thank you very much for that. But so, what is that? It's just a quick story about Betamax going bye bye. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and, and also um, uh, one for the horror fans. Sorry to hear about the passing of Gunnar Hansen who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's right. That's right. Oh dear. Anyway, moving on. Andy Matt, Price. Matt, what have you got for us, sir? Well, he wasn't uh, chased by a guy with a chainsaw, I don't think, before that's what you're thinking. Oh, so that's what really you want nice for the funeral, that. don't you? Nice. You want the funeral where they're coming down with the coffin, there's a guy behind in a mask with a chainsaw running down behind after the guy's in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, the Canadians Sorry, are such I'm, a I'm, peaceful I'm, race. <laughs> the loggers' funeral. <laughs> yep what's your what's your pick what's your tweet sorry okay so mine is something called tardisk and it's it's a bit similar to something i've kind of mentioned once before which was a little device that plugs into your sd slots on your macbooks so whether that be your yeah your macbook air your macbook pro imax that kind of stuff from there uh but this is slightly different this is basically an integrated ssd drive into it and then when you plug it in you plug it in, you leave it in there permanently, and it integrates directly with your main hard drive and just doubles your hard drive, basically. So depending on what size you purchase, then let's say you decide to go for a 256 version and you've got, say, a, yeah, a 256 hard drive already in your machine, this will integrate directly with it and it just t- it doubles it. So it gives you a 512 SSD drive automatically in your machine. So... I know. Okay, so are we kind of saying this is like, say, a Drobo device where you put two different drives in and it makes it into one big one? In essence, yes. But, but this isn't goes that, into isn't your portable risk? machine. 
It's not really like Trevo. But no, yeah. but I'm saying <laughs> what you basically what I'm doing. What I'm saying is they're not acting. They're not acting as two separate drives. They're acting as one drive. Exactly, there's one drive. Yeah. But isn't that risky? Why? Um, I mean, because how's it de- how's it deciding what goes where from that point? Well, it doesn't see it as any different. So it, it will always feed. Re- it'll always read directly to the internal drive. So your internal drive, in essence, will be the master, and this will be a secondary. Mm. So the way the coding works is it reads it as one drive, but the internal will always be the one that's seen first. Right. Is that what Pair does? It's got they've got a program yeah. here called Pair, which so um, Pair, I suppose it's like it it's of- a bit like. Um, the uh, what's it called? The fusion drive, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, it works on the same kind of principle as a fusion drive system. Okay, yeah. so it's you have bloody expensive though, huh? <laughs> it is a bit pricey. Jesus, it, it is, but it's because it, the way it kind of integrates and it just reads directs. So what is, like, is expensive the, the unit side? <laughs> <laughs> so what we got so, is uh, 128 gig is 149 dollars, and a 256 gig is 399 dollars. Yeah, they are also working on 512 versions as well. Wow, well, it's a nice little device. I mean, obviously, if you want to increase the um, the uh, SSD of your MacBook Air, it's virtually impossible to do it post buying it. So, I but you can it's... already do this. You can already just put a, a little um, flash drive in there, can't you? Yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, but that sees it separately. Yeah, that will see it as an independent. This won't. This will, your your actual computer will see it as a combined unit. Yeah, but with a bit of, um, it wouldn't take too much. I wouldn't have thought to to combine it and make it into a big drive. But um, yeah. but the thing that the really nice thing that this does is it doesn't stick out the side. Mm. <laughs> Richard Hartless actually uh, joined our uh, Seven Hour G Plus community earlier in the week. He was looking for something similar to this. So hopefully, if he hears this, he'll uh, go and check it out. Was yeah, it? nifty that was drive. The question nifty. I answered to Rich. Um, yeah, I think it was, but perhaps you'd answer a different one. Yeah, nifty drive is the one I currently use. Uh, yeah i see i've got the nifty drive as well and yeah that sees it independently so that sees it as a separate unit for that whereas this literally it rewrites the codex on the actual drive itself and so it sees it basically works like trim in that sort of sense where it kind of sees it as one unit that integrates it yeah and uh, alex has put something from ebay in called transcend jet drive light and 250 yeah again that sees it as a separate entity like the nifty drive does cool okay nice little nice little pick there and it wasn't it's not Kickstarter, is it? By the way, I've just got. No, to... no, no. Uh, this is a company in the US. They got in touch with me about it, so I'm waiting for my. They're sending me a test one to kind of give it a try, and I'm Two. waiting for it to turn up. Two, you mean? I'd be very worried about putting this in, using it, and then taking it out again. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I know they're they're, I'm, they're they're giving it to me to test. Two, and then two. It's you not going to come no, out it's, again. It's, it's, you tell them it's two you want, Matt. Not one, two. You got two. Yeah, unfortunately, they've already said there's somebody <gasps> in the post on the way over. You don't think ahead, dude. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for that, uh, Matt. Good. Sp- and they're good sending me a two two five six drive for nothing that I yeah. can keep. I'm oh. not going to say, yeah. Can I have two of those, by the way? Hang on. So they're sending you something, and then this week you pick it. I see. Well, I no, see. I've actually haven't got it yet. This is why I'm picking it because it's a good idea. If it turns out to be absolute Dude, crap, I'm joking. Up, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I will slag the damn thing off when it when I get it. Fair enough. Uh, Mark, what have you got for us, sir? I've got the plops. <laughs> That, oh, well, we carry on. <laughs> Seriously, the Plops is a unique SSD enclosure. Uh, it's like your standard SSD enclosure, but it will take your SSD drives that are in the case. So you can pretty much hot swap them, uh, and they look quite nice. You've got a wood plop and a pure plop. <laughs> I kid you not. The actual website the itself. edition carbon fiber. Oh, plop dear as well. Me. The website is actually called Stock Plop. 
because I, I believe the idea is you could take a stock SSD drive and plop it in your enclosure. Right. But any chance to say the word plop on the podcast is always good fun. There's three models. Uh, you can get them in word aluminium or carbon fiber, and it uses something called the UASP protocol, which means that you get the best speed you possibly can going through SSD to USB 3. And that seems to be confirmed by a few of the videos that they've put up as well. You can get the wood plop from, or the pure plop or the carbon plop, from stockplop.com. Stockplop.com. Mark, what are they mean to that? That's what I'm just looking at now. Uh, probably would have been handy to have this ready for the show. Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> Is it a Kickstarter.com thing? It was. Um, it was an Indiegogo. Um, oh. doodah. Now that's been. They're, they're on Amazon as well. Amazon.co.uk. They are, but I can't get the link to work. That's me though. But we will have a link in the show notes. So if you oh, do thirty go in... quid, about thirty quid. Yeah. And it's a. It's a really nice. I've got one here in front of me. I've got the. I've got a wood plop going on my desk. Is it actually wood or is it a sticker? It's actually wood. Veneer. (laughs) Veneer. Have you got got a walnut plop? Is that what you're saying? It's it's quite a hefty plop. uh, And the feel of the plop in my hands is quite nice. It's got a bit of a nutty sort of resiny finish to it. God, Rick, Uh, for the love of God, please save us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very um, much, Mark. Thank you very much. The plop feels good in my hand. Thank you very much, Mark. Now shut up. (laughs) USB3, stockplop.com, or get it through Amazon. Carl, have a link in the show notes. And if you purchase it through the show notes, then Carl gets a bit of a kickback to support the show. There you go. All plop. Share your plop. Anyway. Rick. Um, Mine is uh, an application called Adobe Shape, bought out by the pretty famous Adobe people. Never heard of them. Software. Never heard of them. No, make quite a lot of stuff. Uh, Annoy you with updates incessantly. Um, (laughs) That's true. But yeah, they brought out this little app and it's free and it's really good fun. It's a photo app. So you uh, you can either choose from your photo library on your phone or take a new photo. And it all it does is highlight highlights the highlights and lowlights of your subject and then makes it into a vector graphic. Oh, wow. But it's really nice. So it's really good for portraits. You can do some really nice portraiture on it and um yeah it's good check it out it's free it's called adobe shape it's got some terrible reviews for whatever reason i don't know why a lot of adobe i like yeah a lot of adobe stuff does get poor reviews yeah i I, I don't see why i I think it's really nice it's a great little app and you know it's free so you can't really go wrong can you export Um, the um can you export the vector graphics once you go yeah 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 as far as i know um yes yeah i think so um i've I've used it quite a lot recently it's really Uh, good for even logos and stuff, you know, if yeah. you want to take a picture of a logo or a bottle or something like that. And it'll it work. You know, Adobe have their own cloud, Dubri. Yeah. It'll um, put them up into that. And now, I think that's where you can get them as vec- uh, vectors. Right. So I was about to say, it says it's free, but a lot of Adobe stuff, you have to still have an, uh, an Adobe account to use them. You don't find Ooh. that normally out until you've looked in. This is in. a CC unit. Yeah, you need a CC account right. to use it properly. You do Yes, and yeah, it's I not have. available in the US store either. It's that's, only available in the UK store. That's probably why it's getting the poor reviews. That's because we rock. But look, here you go. That's why. You see that? No, because your camera's not working. No, because your screen's off. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. No, you can't see it. Your camera's not working, though. What? Dude. Yeah. Your camera hasn't worked through the whole thing. We've been blessed. You're kidding me. We've been blessed the entire show, not being answered. I'm wearing my best frock, and you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, no audio earrings or anything. Or your plop. That's oh, you then. Anyway. 
Um, my pick this week is going to be again still the Apple TV. It is. I'm still astounded what this. Didn't thing you does. pick that last week? No, I picked Plex last week and the controller. So this week I'm actually picking the Apple TV. Um, the new the new Apple TV is absolutely wonderful. There was a, uh, an update kicked out earlier this week. Um, I have no idea what it fixed because they didn't release any notes that I could find. Um, I just hope they're going to get on to a few things that need need updating. Really, the the keyboard, you know, entering data needs to be fixed in some manner, be it an iOS app or Bluetooth keyboard. Um, adding on uh, and there's a few things on it i got a feeling though that no all the engineers are playing bloody games on the darn thing and it's only when tim walks through they go oh, 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 tim's coming look busy and that's I when they do any work bird on it it's quite good crossy bird yeah there's a number of apps on it that i'm, I'm really enjoying asphalt 8 and beach buggy rally as well i absolutely love plex it's just amazing plex <sighs> needs siri search yes integration. now hopefully when they open that out they said they're going to open it up later in the year or early next year or something, so that's going to be good. Uh, Apple Music needs Siri integration as well. They say that's coming fairly soon. It's it's only going to get better. Developers are only going to find more and more uh, uses for this little box. Um, and I just think it's, it's, it's a home run at the moment. And it, it's still limited in a lot of things it can do, unfortunately. But, you know, I still think we're going to get some good updates with this little this little device, even if it does copy a lot from what the Amazon Fire did before it. But there you go. All right, then. So, shall we move on to our reviews? Well, well, I guess I guess we know what this means. Once again, we've had absolutely no reviews. There it is. That's how sour noted we are about it. So please, if you so, be so kind, head on over to iTunes and just write us out a little review. We don't ask for much after all. We don't ask you for money. We don't ply you with advertising. We don't ask you to buy things off us. We don't do any of that. We just want reviews. That's all we want. Um, and it'll be lovely to hear from you as well. And know you're actually out there listening to us and you're not just all robots downloading the show. Because we never know, you know. We could make up figures, but... We never we we don't do that. Anyway, so if you'd like to rise review, please just head over to iTunes and bash us out review, and uh, we'll read it out on the show. Next just time. not got not gone out on iTunes, and we'll we'll read it. Yeah, basically. Don't plop. Can it, you leave? Um, can you leave um, audio reviews anywhere? No. Well, you can send them to me. That's about it. You can do it via latch. Yeah, you can send me an audio. You can do it on latch. You could do anything. Get me an audio. I'd play it out as long as you don't swear like certain other people just did. Although, if you listen to this to the show, finally, you won't know who swore. But because Rick, yeah, <laughs> I've had someone say. Otherwise, they're just going to assume it's bloody me. Mark, uh, you telltale tit. No, until <laughs> so. Let's find out where can you get hold of the show if you so wish. Well, not only. Could you give us iTunes reviews? You can come and join our G Plus community if you so wish, or go and like us on our Facebook page. If you want to email us, macandforth at gmail.com, Twitter at macandforth. Our website is obviously macandforth.com, and we're also available on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio if you so wish to listen to us there. Um, we also have an Amazon's Associates link on our main page. Now Christmas is coming closer. If you want to buy, if you want to spend some money on your loved ones and get them some gifts from Amazon, if you use our link, we get a tiny, tiny, tiny kickback from Amazon. And, and it just helps, well, pay for us to have a beer at Christmas. Come on, guys. You want to give us a beer at Christmas, don't you, for supplying all this? Even though I just said I don't really ask you for anything, I'm asking you for this. But you doesn't Are we having you. a Christmas beer? If we get enough money, we will. Rick, we have to wait and see, won't we? Excrement. So with all that said and done, where can we get hold of each of you fine beings, apart from Rick? And <laughs> Matt, where can we go with you, sir? 
Uh, best places on Twitter at MustangMatt69. Good stuff. Barry? I'm on Twitter as well at Womblefoot. Nice. Mark? Primarily on Twitter at the moment because Media Temple are bloody useless and my site spends more time down than a tramp's knickers. Uh, and the Rampant Mumblings podcast. And if you have a website host and you do want to donate some hosting to me, then get hold of me on the Twitter via Ocean Speed. That's it. Good stuff, sir. And the foul mouth Rick. <laughs> I'm on. It wasn't that foul mouth. Just swear all the way through. Making bleeping. Um, I am on uh, Twitter. That's where I am at. Uh, McCorriston. Good stuff, sir. My name's Carl Mann. You can hold me on Twitter at Clause0101. That's it for this show. And now I'm going to play the little piece of audio I was sent, um, all to do with the government snooping charter stuff. And that'll be the end of the show. Sent in by, let me just check you quick who it was. Paul. Paul sent this in. Thank you very much, sir. So until next week, when we'll all be back again to do this once more, and we can see if we're in love with our iPad Pros, me and Matt. Until then, stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. The yeah. idea of the idea of you loving your iPad Pro just makes me yeah. I wasn't going to say it for a that. bit, especially on that large screen said, as well. Wipe <laughs> clean screen. Nobody Bye. said bash one out on iTunes if you want to review us. <laughs> bye bye everybody. <laughs> This bill will govern all of the powers available to law enforcement, the security and intelligence agencies and the armed forces to acquire the content of communications or communications data. These include the ability to retain and acquire communications data, the use of equipment interference powers to obtain data covertly from computers, the use of these powers by the security and intelligence agencies in bulk. Mr. Speaker, some have characterized this power as law enforcement having access to people's full web browsing histories. Let me be clear, this is simply wrong. It is simply the modern equivalent of an itemized phone bill.